Yeah, you know, a lot of these businesses, they do, they go that least, you know, the easiest path. And a lot of times for a brand new business, that is the right thing to do. But as you start processing payments and your business is growing and what you don't understand is most of these sites or point of sale systems, even QuickBooks and all these other methods that people think they're locked in, they're really not. Hey, welcome back to the show. And today we're talking about something that nearly every business has to be thinking about. And Jeff, we're going to dive right in, man. Tell us who you are and what problem do you solve for all these businesses listening? Thank you so much, Todd, for having me on your show today. Looking forward to, uh, you know, talking about our mission and what we do in our space. So <clears throat> obviously we're in the payment processing space and uh, all businesses need to take electronic payments. Yes. Um, we saw a big need out there and that that need was just bringing clarity to a space that doesn't have any. So when we right. sat down and started talking about proudly and, and starting our new company, the first part of our mission was bringing clarity to business owners around their electronic payments. And so we wrote it, we talk about it and we breathe it every day um, in a space that, that just doesn't have any. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, it's like a it's like a mystery wonderland for most business owners. They're like, I'm just going to use Stripe because that's the easiest thing I could do, right? Why are why should yeah, they not be thinking that's the easiest thing to do? <laughs> well, one, it, you know, the most important reason is they're spending dollars that they don't need to spend. Um, there's there's less expensive options out there, and and I don't know who's called Stripe's 800 number lately, but I can promise you when you call Pay Proudly's phone number, you're going to get a person on the phone <laughs> and they're going to be able to look at your account and answer questions. And it's not going to take half the day to make that happen. Right. Um, you know, there's there's just, you know, these business owners today, they they do what they think is the easiest. And, and it's because whoever's building their website to take those payments, it's easiest for them, but it might not be the right, right solution. Um, right. and, and they might not even be set up correctly. You know, maybe they're taking corporate cards and there's qualifications totally. for corporate cards. And we can qualify those cards at lower rates if they're if the account's set up properly. And people just don't take the time to to learn who their customer is and how to help them the most. And so um, no that's what we do here. We, we take a consultative approach. We want to talk to the business owner. We want to learn who they are, what they do, what they need to fulfill, and, and offer suggestions around what we can do to work together. Now, hey, some accounts right. call us and it's better for them to go to Square. And if it is, we tell them that. It's better. <laughs> you know, so it, it sometimes it just makes sense. It's, it's not right. often, but it does make sense sometimes. Now, so. listen, I 100% I get it. I, I worked in this space for a long time. <clears throat> I know that this is a huge problem that is costing many of our listeners potentially yeah, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars a year and wasted spend to banks that don't really care about you. And uh, nobody wants to throw their money away. I, I don't know anybody that likes to just throw their money away. But will you give us a, a rundown, Jeff? Because most people don't understand the significance of what we're even talking about. What's the difference between using like a square uh, to process a payment versus having a traditional processor with an easy gateway plug into their website? Yeah, you know, I mean, the last account we signed up a few months ago that that we brought on big account online business, we saved over $10,000 a month and didn't yeah. change anything. Um, didn't you know, change the, anything. To the end user, yeah. they don't notice a change. 
Um, but no. to the, to the, you know, to the office, they can call a person, they have people to talk to. And we put over a hundred thousand dollars back in their pocket. That's real dollars. Um, and, and the other thing that these businesses don't understand today as well is there is such a thing today as dual pricing. You can charge a cash price yeah. and a credit price for things. You can eliminate your credit card fees if you go about yeah. it the right way. Um, there's right. compliant ways. And that is for some businesses. It's not for everybody, but a lot of Get business it. owners are afraid of it. But when they do yeah. it and they don't have complaints, they're like, man, this is the best thing I ever did. Why did I not do yeah. this forever? You know, so we've all been paying a different price at the gas station when we go pay at the pump and none of us complain about it. We're used to it. And that's right. going to be right. something you're going to see more and more and more from online businesses to retail businesses to restaurants. Right. You're going to start seeing this a lot um, more and more and more. I hear you, man. And it is a crazy thing because, you know, the typical business owner that when they start their business, they just go with the path of least resistance, which is, yeah. you know, a Stripe or a PayPal or a whatever, which is okay. It's okay to start your business like that. Make sure you're generating some revenue before you start talking to these guys. But, but Jeff, tell us about the experience that you bring to people when they find out that, holy crap, I'm paying close to 5% on processing when what can they what can they realize in a in a stable environment of, of processing? Yeah, you know, a lot of these businesses they do they go that least you know the easiest path, and and like right. you said, a lot of times for a brand new business that is the right thing to do. But as you start right. processing payments and your business is growing, and what what you don't understand is most of these sites or point of sale systems, even QuickBooks yeah. and all these other methods that people think they're locked in. They're really not, you know, all these, the WordPresses of the world and all these, you know, you know, WooCommerce, all these sites that do payments, they have integrations and they have other gateways right. that we can use to right. integrate into those sites and take over those payments. And, you know, we can, we get rates, you know, much, much lower and, and given them, like I said before, the option of doing dual pricing where we eliminate it. Um, and more and more, yeah. if you're in a environment that you're not, you know, competing against the Amazons of the world, that's a, it's a great path to go down. 100%. 100%. Now, listen, I, I get it. And I, I totally appreciate where you're coming from. So so as you as you mentioned earlier, you know, building this business, um, it, it doesn't all happen all at once. You know, no business ever does. But how did you set out in this? I know you've been in processing for a long time, but proudly, uh, tell us the story. What, what made this different? Why did you want to build this? And and what did you do differently versus other businesses you've started in the past? Yeah, so, you know, this business is, um, you know, this is my fourth, I think, payment processing company that we've built and, you know, sold wow. some portfolios. We've had partners. We've done some separations. We've kind of been through a little bit of everything with in different verticals of, of the right. space. And, um, you know, we, um, we're just at a point of going through another little business separation and we needed to start a new company. And. I um I told my wife I said I want to start this one and I want to do I want to start it from the ground floor and do it without capital and just organically grow it and I had a big right. benefit of I didn't have to pay myself a salary to do that so I did have that benefit that is a good of, benefit that of is a being great able benefit. to go back and and just invest the money but I was doing the sales I was doing the customer service and it it was a great eye opening experience for me to get back out on the streets which I hadn't done in a while 
walking in customer doors, going to networking meetings and growing the business and then hiring people and training them. And which I hadn't done in a while because we had other people that did that, you know? And so it's been a a lot of fun. Um, We're, we're growing, we're scaling, we're, um, we're organically growing as we can afford that next person. We hire them. Love it. And we, and we, and we keep growing. So it's fun for me because I get to kind of, make my list right of things that I enjoy doing and the things that I don't enjoy doing and hire for those. Right. And then, yeah, but yeah, keep doing yeah. the ones I enjoy. And, and really the sales is the most fun part, right. Of being able to go out and actually oh, talk yeah. to customers and, and get signatures and, and come back with, with new sales that, that uh, that's always a lot of fun. And, um, but, but that's how we're growing and scaling the business and, and we're doing it, Love it. from a form, from formulas of, you know, separating our cash into different bank accounts and, and adding money over here for the next hire. And once we have enough, all right, we're ready to hire and we hire that next person. And, um, and it's just been, it's been a ton of fun. You know, there's a lot of people listening who are bootstrappers and, and they don't know anything different than what you're describing. Um, what is the difference? I mean, you've, it sounds like you've raised some money in the past or you've had other, other partners involved and, and how, you know, Help us understand the difference because I've done both as well and there's definitely differences, but how is your mind different in a bootstrapping scenario versus when you raise money? Yeah, I think the biggest difference obviously is you have yourself to hold accountable. Um, you don't have others that are calling you on a weekly basis that are holding you accountable. And um, <laughs> right. with this, I will say I went out, I've got a business coach now that I've never had in the past. Oh, nice. And, you know, and been in the business world for a long time of owning my own businesses. And I've never had somebody yeah. that is overlooking my shoulder of decisions we're making and how we're doing. Them. Love and, it. Um, and that's been a huge deal for me to, hold, you know, to have that person that's holding wow. me accountable. And, um, and so, but I, I think just the, the, you know, in the back of your mind, knowing, Hey, we're building this, we're doing this. The yeah. joy of that has been in, just huge for me and, and watching it grow and watching us do what we're doing and, you know, and, 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 you know, and then you, you hit those milestones, right. That you can really grow faster. And, and totally. then you hit another milestone totally. and, um, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's different. Um, but I really enjoy this side <laughs> of it a whole lot more. So I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, but I also want to take just a few seconds to let you know about a project that we've been putting together for the last several months and we're finally launching it called the Captain's Council. You see, as a CEO or operator of a business, it can feel like you get stuck in your own head a lot of the time. You get challenges that you don't know how to resolve, you get people causing problems in your leadership team that you don't know how to resolve, and it's so hard to overcome those things by yourself. You don't have to anymore. Join the Captain's Council. Captain's Council is a group of other CEOs and operators and owners of businesses where we come together once a month for several hours to discuss the biggest challenges you're facing. You express to the council of eight to 10 people about what's going on. Where do you feel stuck? And these other people are in the same boat as you. They're running and operating their own businesses. They're your peers. They help you kind of dissect what's happening and help you see things that you may not have seen all by yourself. If you don't have a good, strong network of people around you, come join the Captain's Council. 
This is going to be something that will change the way you run your business and open your eyes to opportunities that you have never seen without the help of your peer group. Come check it out, captainscouncil.com. Cool, cool. Now, I love it. It, it, it is fascinating. Um, I, you know, I, I honestly, I've been starting businesses since uh, I was a kid and I never knew there was another way other than bootstrapping. And and yeah. I can re- remember the first time I was like, ah, shoot, I got it. Why does this guy want so much information all the time? And I was thinking, <laughs> it, it just didn't make sense to me. I was like, I got to yeah. make the business work or I'm not feeding my family, right? You know, but but it's um it's a funny place to be. So so as you as you talk to other CEOs or other other business owners who are who are trying to struggle through, say that that three to ten million mark and get into that you know twenty to fifty to even a hundred million dollars in revenue. Tell us not only as a business owner, but also as someone who is helping them make those cuts and processing, make the, you know, your business model serves those people, but also Absolutely. as a business owner, how, how do you see the changes that need to be made from that first 3 million in revenue uh, mindset versus that three yeah. to 10 versus that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and what I can say to that is every business is a little different when we go in and it's really, right. we understand the payment space and yeah. you know, when you go to your local bank, and you sign up, they have a solution for you. We have a multitude of solutions. That's because it's what right. we do. You know, banks do loans and bank accounts. They and they added on payment processing, but they don't understand it. And they have just they a it. solution, and that's it. They sell one yeah. solution. And so yep. <clears throat> I think the biggest thing for us is our ability to come in and and look at your business and say, hey you're doing this, but maybe we should adjust this. You know, like I said earlier, you take all corporate cards. We need to make adjustments. And we look at statement proposals from other companies all the time that'll give businesses proposals and they won't even take into effect the mix of credit cards. Well, if you know anything at all, interchange, if you take, I can take out of my wallet right now, five different credit cards that are going to, you can accept, I can, you can sell me the exact same thing, but you're going to pay a different rate for every one of those cards. And, yeah, yeah. And and business owners don't understand why. And why is that? Yeah. And how is that happening? And how can I take most advantage of that? And so right. we're right. going to really look at that statement of how these cards are qualifying and what's going on in your business. And it may be as simple as us saying, hey, you have, you know, 15 techs that are out in the field. Why are you keying right. all these credit cards in? Let's have your techs take credit cards while they're in the field. And that's going to knock two things out. It's going to knock one out. We're going to get you a whole lot better rate because you're going to be taking that EMV chip card and your risk is going to go way down. We're going to save you a pile of money. And hey, by the way, your AR just went to nothing. Like your your accounting department's, you know, so we're solving problems for businesses that have never had somebody look at it and say, oh, I didn't know that was possible. Well, do they have cell phones? (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's take credit cards from their cell phones. Let's we're right. ready to go. Let's do this. So, right. Um, right. You know, so that's how we're able to walk into businesses and really just sit back and let's look at what you're doing. Let's talk through it and, you know, yeah. and let's see what's out there. Because, you know, even point of sale companies, as Todd, as you know, back in the day, there were a few. Today, there's thousands and they're vertically, oh, yeah. you know, specific. So there's point of sales that are vertically, that are written for your space. Yeah. 
So, you know, let's yep. take advantage of what's out there and let's go see what's out there and what we can do to help you. I love it. Love it. All right. So, so that being said, as you took this business and decided to bootstrap and decided to grow and you're growing at one person at a time, going that higher, higher, yeah. you know, save some money, allocate and let's, how do you build the org chart? Because this is a place yeah. I've seen a lot of founders really get stupid <laughs> and not understanding who they need and what points do they need them. How do you view your org chart? Because I know you're one of those guys that does. And and yeah. what do you recommend to people to do that? Yeah, we, we definitely have an org chart. And um and we're and we're trying to hire as we hire people, right? We try to put them in positions that then they can build their teams underneath them. Um, I do yeah. not want 10 people reporting to me. Um, I want a few <laughs> reporting to me. Right. And, and we, right. and we take that seriously. You know, we, you know, and I get a lot of that from our business coach, right? We do our weekly check-ins with, with our, you know, people that report to us. We have our team meetings every week. We have our, you know, yeah. we have our executive meeting and, and we were having team meetings every week when there were two of us. Okay. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, because it's important to sit down and talk through these things. And, and so as we've grown, we've just continued that, but you know, with our org chart, we've, you know, we've hired that customer service manager, they report to me and then they, right. as, as we need more customer service, they're hiring and they're reporting to them. Same thing with sales. We have a sales manager that reports to me and then we have right. them building the sales channel. And the only other one for me would be from an administrative standpoint, eventually, we will hire somebody in accounting. Um, right now, we outsource that, that that I handle that. And so um, that right. would be the only th level three people that would ever that that are, you know, from the org chart standpoint, that are going to come to me. Love it. Love it. So. That, that is such a smart play. I mean, it, how can you focus on the business and its growth if all you're doing is sitting, sitting in meetings all day? Right. That's right. We don't want we meetings are super important. I've you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur who used to not believe in meetings and, and I've meetings are important and, um, and I believe in them. Um, uh, but the, it's gotta it's be the not right 10 meetings. a day and, and it's gotta be agenda followed. And, um, and I will say marketing is another one. Um, I didn't talk about marketing, but marketing would be another one that we would have. Um, and right, and right now we're sharing that role with the sales manager, um, is doing right. those right. two roles together. But I would say eventually that might be split off. So interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think it needs to uh, personally, but uh, I'm a marketer, so that, that's why I think that way. <laughs> but uh, no, listen, this is this is really helpful because I think that that the mystery in growing a business comes down to what you're already doing, and that is you have to start siloing these roles and and making sure that you hire competent people to accomplish those roles that are better, if not as good, but at least as good, if not better than you at performing those functions. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can, I can promise you the people we hire, especially on the customer service role and the organization side and those S personalities on the disc are better at that right. than I will ever be. Um, and so, you know, I, um, I, I applaud them. They help keep me organized. So, um, we right. definitely, we look at that. We, we look at personality and, and we, we go from personality test and, you know, obviously in sales, yeah. we want that I, that I personality and in service, we want For that sure. S personality. And, and so we, we really track that and that's, and I've learned that along the way too, that, you know, there's a lot more into that than, than you think, um, when you start really looking at it.
I agree. I agree. So, so I'm curious. I mean, I didn't know we we're going to go down that rabbit hole, but I, I love uh, personality tests. I love yeah. understanding who my people are. But how did you kind of identify that was important for your business? I really through my business coach. That's what that's a big thing to them, and they started. You know, so we even do that test before we hire people. We know going Smart. in with the position where we want them, where we think we want them to be. And, right. um, and so as we're hiring, like if we're hiring customer service, you know, somebody, you know, we know we kind of want that S personality. And so we're, we're, you know, as we're interviewing, we're looking for those qualities and then we'll do a disc profile on anybody before we, you know, make wow. that, uh, make that hire. I love it. For those of you not familiar, go check out the disc personality test. They're all over the place. Uh, yeah. but it, it really is telling when you start to understand people's native instinctive ways of doing things and the way they think about it, because it's very different than you probably. And so how you treat them and where you put them in a role makes a huge, huge difference. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's been, it's been a game changer for us. And even there's a lot, you know, as you get into it, Todd, and you know, there's a lot of how does an I personality work with an S personality or a C personality or, you know, or a D personality and, and learning your right. people and learning how to talk to them and how they want to be communicated with um, has a lot to do with their profiles yeah. and personality. Yeah, no, totally. It, it's huge. It's huge. So, so with that all being said, you, you've taken this whole different approach in starting this business. You've got full control of your company um, I don't know whether you got partners or not. It doesn't really matter to me. But but the difference is the bootstrapping mindset versus the fundraising mindset. Is there a point in which you will raise money? Is there a point that you feel like the value is worth it to to sacrifice that equity to to make a spurt? Yeah, you know, I, I, at this point in my life, I would tell you I don't think so. Um, but you know, right as as. Any business owner sitting here, I would be a fool to not to not entertain opportunities. And um, right. you know, I, I may get in trouble for that when I got home that night and told my wife about it. But <laughs> you know, it's um, you're always entertaining opportunities out there and what's going on in the space. Sure. And you know, we're at a we're at an age now that you know our kids are getting older. We've got one that just yeah. went off to college. We've got one in high school. Right. And one, you know, and then the third one's about will be in high school next year. And um, so we're, you know, 10 years Actually, away yeah. from all the kids are going to be out of the house and off the payroll and done with college. And hopefully they're off yeah. the payroll, I should say. And, you know, and so a lot can change in that time period. I, you know, I always said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep digging real hard until the last one's out of college, but I'm sure right. in my personality, that's not going to change. It's getting too close now for comfort. You know, like 10 years ago, I could, <laughs> I could say that and it was okay. Cause it was so far out in advance, but now you're right. like, oh. Maybe it's, maybe I'm not ready to do that, but you know, so I, I don't totally know. get it. I, you know, I, I'm really enjoying the, what we're doing and how we're doing it. And you know, that yeah. we didn't touch a, a, a lot on the, the second side of our business, which is our charitable giving. And, you know, and that's oh, a yeah. ton Will of you fun touch for on us, that? you know, you yeah. know, so, you know, the, w the first part of our mission is clarity to the business owners. And the second part of our mission is charity to our community. So we take 10% of all of our income, everything that comes in the wow. door and we shave it into a charitable giving account. And we wow. give that back 
to nonprofits that are important to our business owners. A lot of your wow. listeners probably have foundations and things that are important yeah. to them and to their businesses. And so we take 10% of what we make and we give back and we give it to who's important to our business owners. And we give our business owners the credit for those donations through social wow. media and platforms. Obviously they never got the money. So it's not a, you know, we, we get the question right. all the time. Well, can I write it off? And I'm like, well, you didn't really ever get it. I, you know, if I gave it to you <laughs> and then you gave it, it would be a wash that for would anybody make sense. anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's, um, it's really not income to anybody. It was income to us. And then we write the checks right. out, but we, we, give thanks to our customers because you know wow face it without our customers we couldn't do it but we wanted right. that to be in the dna of the business from day one and we've done I it from that. day one so we wrote in our vision when we started the business we wanted to give a million dollars away and we're over a hundred thousand already um and, nice. uh, and we're gonna get to a million and then we're gonna we're gonna write a bigger number in our vision but we have a vision we have it written down we look at that quarterly with all of our employees. We let them know what's going on, and where we're at, what we're doing. And, um, and part of our vision is to give a million dollars away. Love it. Love it. Fantastic vision. Fantastic mission. I, I absolutely love uh, the way you think about business. I love the way that you're thinking about uh, the priorities in your life and how it aligns with your business for sure. Um, is there someone that you look back on though, that, that maybe was that mentor that kind of helped shape this part of your life? Yeah, you know, I give thanks, you know, to the, you know, to the man that raised me, my father. He, um, you know, awesome. I, um, in high school, I mowed lawns. I, you know, I was, I was a guy out there knocking on doors and getting lawns to mow. I've always had that entrepreneurial. Can't buy spirit. me love, huh? You're right. Just, I just wanted to work for myself <laughs> and went to college and got a finance degree. And, and when I was finishing school, I had a job opportunity with a big, big consulting company, one you all know yeah. of, and. Um, and, yeah. um, I was going to go into their HR department. It was a fantastic job. One, everybody was fighting for. And, um, and right. my dad sat me down and said, Jeff, he said, you have wanted to work for yourself your whole life. He said, you have nothing to lose right now. You can always go get this job. Right. And, um, right. he's like, you're going to take this job and you're going to make just enough money forever to never go do it. And, uh, he said, move back <laughs> home and, and he said, start your own business. And, uh, and so that's yeah. what I did. That was, that was the summer of 99 and I have not looked back. So, you know, without Love that it. advice, I mean, he, that was sound advice, he, you know, and he believed in me and, um, and, and off I went running and, and, um, and, and, and he's no longer with us, but you, but I know he looks down yeah. and smiles at, at what we're doing. And, and he did have the Love last it. three or four years of his life. He was able to retire and, he had an office at our office and he was able to be a part of what we were doing. And it was a lot of fun. So, um, that this is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome, man. I love it. Thanks for sharing that with us. I, I, I love those stories. I love that you, you felt comfortable sharing that. Uh, for those of you listening, two big lessons that I, I want you to take away from this thing is first of all, yes, you can bootstrap and make an amazing business out of it. Second thing, you've got to be thinking about your processing. Like, from a foundational point, and I, I, I recently was doing some consulting with a group, 50 million a year in revenue, and they had 14 different processing solutions. And I said, what are you doing, guys? Like 14 yeah. different. And I said, it was absolutely absurd. Some of them were as high as 5%. Some of them were as low as like one and a half percent. Think of that spread. 
and think about how stupid it was for them to be wasting the majority of their processing was on the 5%, you know, out of ease. And so if you're running a business and you're processing transactions virtually, especially, but if you're processing or you have a creative way to do it with personnel on site, things like that, like what you're talking about, you've got to sit down with Jeff and start rethinking the way that you process your transactions because it is a game changer. It, it, I promise you it's a game changer. Jeff, thank you for, for bringing this to light because I talk about this often and um, I, I'm grateful to know there's people like you out there helping people figure this out. So thank you. I appreciate that so much. And you know, people can go out and take a, take a look at our website, payproudly.com. Uh, feel free to send me an email at jmain. That's uh, spelled just like the state, M-A-I-N-E at payproudly.com. All of our contact information is on our site. Um, but I'd love to have yeah. a, you know, a free consultative approach, you know, a point, you know, just meeting with you. I, I have no problem telling totally. you you've got a great deal or I have a no problem saying, hey, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And that's the majority of conversations that we have. 100% dude. Now, Jeff, I appreciate that. I appreciate your insights. And for those of you listening, honestly, take the lessons out of this and, and start applying them to your business. And I appreciate you offering that up, Jeff, to our listeners. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. But Jeff, thanks again for your time, buddy. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. I hope you, I really do hope that you take a minute, click on the link below and learn more about what Jeff's got going on with his business. Because if you are processing payments and you're doing it wrong, I promise you, <laughs> you're just throwing money away. Nobody likes throwing money away. It is so worth a, a quick call with Jeff or his team to find out what if you're doing is being done right and what is being done wrong or could be done better. And I think you'll find that there are some solutions that he's got that are gonna change the way you process, change the way you run your business. And I hope that it does. One of the things that Jeff and I talk about afterwards is, is part of the fun of having grown and built businesses like he and I both have is the ability to talk to other founders or even uh, current operators of businesses and find out you know, really what's going on. What can I do to help? Are you struggling with this? Oh my gosh, this is great. And we had a fun conversation after this call that I think gives light into the power of communities. And we have built a community called the Captain's Council. The Captain's Council is a place where business owners and founders can come together and, and create advisory boards that are facilitated by a professional who takes your conversations and guides them in a way that every member of each council gets the value they need from the group. Peers are the best place to find that value. And I hope you see that what we're trying to do is build value for you, your business, and everything you're doing to move forward. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. And I hope that you check out captainscouncil.com. Check it out and keep enjoying the podcast. We've got plenty more episodes to come after this one. We'll catch you later.